This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. And as you can see by the title, today's episode will be a Let's See What's Up episode, and I'll be giving you my initial thoughts on Call It Love. So I'm going to jump right into it because I want to talk about this drama. I really do. Um, And mind you, it's only the first two episodes. So for me to have stuff to say already about this drama means something, Um, but we're going to get into that in a second. But how I like to start off these things, of course, is usually with a quick synopsis to let you know what the drama supposes to be about, and then go straight into my initial thoughts. And the the really quick, fast and dirty synopsis for this drama is that we have a woman who wants to take revenge on her father's mistress. And so she believes the only way to do that is to go after the mistress's son and in the process of going after the mistress's son to exact her revenge, she ends up falling in love with him. Fast, quick and dirty, that's the synopsis. Um, and the first two episodes of this drama set that premise up perfectly. I mean, they set the stage. And I was very impressed by the drama's ability to do that in the first two episodes. There was no confusion. There was no wondering or concerns or thoughts about like, what is this drama going to actually be about? You know, like none of that. It was very seamless the way that they set the stage um, for that premise of the drama. The fun part, of course, is again to see how this all plays out in the rest of the episodes. And so we're going to hopefully stick around to see that. But let's go into the first two episodes and what actually do happen in these first two episodes that set the stage. Because if you like the stage that they set in the first two episodes, then you will probably want to go ahead and jump into this drama. Because like I said, they give you everything you need to know right out the gate. So let's um, actually start with a quote from the opening of the drama, because that is the stage that it sets. And I want to read that like verbatim because I really liked that they kind of, like I said, gave you everything up front. So there's no confusion about what this drama is going to be about. And I think they're doing that on purpose. And again, I'll talk about that more when I get into my um, initial thoughts. So the the drama opens in episode one with like a voiceover of a radio host. And the radio host is saying that there was a poet who once said the following. And this again is being read kind of as a voiceover um, in the opening of the drama. The poet once said that if you wanna understand, if you wanna forgive, and if you wanna love someone, you should observe how they look from the back for a while. That if you do just that, you don't have to unnecessarily try to understand, forgive, or love them because their lonely shadow will have made you cry without you even knowing. And the host who reads this quote from the poet says that for her, that's where she believes is the beginning of love. So 
right out the gate, that is what the story opens with. And can that not be what this kind of first two episodes sets up? Um, it kind of sets up the scene again of this woman who is going to put herself in a position of quote unquote, trying to, you know, go after this man um, in hopes to destroy him. <laughs> but in the process of doing so, she's going to end up falling for him. And the way that they, the poet, you know, the quote from the poet says that you have to look at the back of their head for a long while. And that's because it's going to look really pitiful. It's going to look really sad and pathetic. And then over time, you're going to feel for them. And the more that you feel for them, that can then turn into love. So let's talk about our characters who are going to be put in these positions of hating, revenge, and loving each other um, despite it all. So we are introduced to... Um, our kind of main character, and her name is Shim Wuju. She has two siblings and a best friend. Her two siblings um, are Shin Hei Sung, played by the magnificent Kim Ye Won, and Shim Ji Gu, played by Jang Sung Bum, and our um, Shim Wuju is played by Yi Sung Kyung. So those are kind of our, we get introduced to those um, siblings very, you know, early in the story. We also get introduced to Wuju and her sibling's friend. Well, really best, is Wuju's best friend. And his name is Yoon Jun, and he's played by Sung Jun. <sighs> Mwah, my my babe, my babe, my babe is back. I'm so excited to have him back. But anyway, um, that's their, you know, her best friend, and he's a friend of the family. We also get introduced at the same time to Han Dong Jin, played by Kim Young Kwan. And he is the kind of son of the mistress. Um, and let me get into that. Because in the first episode, we get introduced to Wu Jin, I'm sorry, Wu Ju um, being getting notified of her father's death. Her father has died and she takes it among, upon herself to get dressed in a kind of very, um, you know, risque, kind of sleazy <laughs> way and shows up to the funeral um, looking as such and with her like red heels on. And of course she's doing this to spite um, her father and her father's mistress, who she meets at the funeral, and some other family members of her father, you know, so her aunts and things like that. When she's there, she is basically trying to embarrass the mistress and kind of show her father, her dead father, what she really thinks of him by showing up in this fashion. But in the process of her showing up and trying to kind of make a scene, she finds out um, kind of just by being in the presence of her family um, or her father's side of the family, she finds out that um, the mistress has sold the home that Wuju and her siblings currently live in. And this was a home that she still had um, long after her father had left her family for this mistress. So she finds this out and immediately she is just um, heartbroken and uh, angry um, and wants to basically destroy everything to do with this mistress. <laughs> um, and she finds this out right then and there at the funeral, a funeral home or whatever. And after finding this out, her best friend, um, Yoon Jun, Jun, he shows up, kind of, you know, consoles her and kind of, you know, gathers her. But at the end of the day, they 
find out that they have to move out of this home that they've grew up their entire life within like a span of a week. So her, her best friend and her two siblings, they go ahead and kind of like pack up their stuff and they get out of there. And it's all happened so fast. Like this is all in the first episode. Like they're like, oh my gosh, we got kicked out of our home. But then after that, we find out later on in episode two that they ended up just living with June. Um, I guess he kind of, he's a pharmacist. He kind of has a, I guess, nice place. So they end up kind of just like moving in with him, which is just super cool. Um, and so that is something that happens with the family. This, of course, triggers for Wuju to um, find out kind of like who, like she finds out that the money that um, the mistress uses to after she sells the house she uses that money to actually um, support her son's company that he is the co-CEO of and once she finds that out she immediately quits her kind of little gig that she does at the pharmacy with her best friend she quits her job there and she gets a part-time gig at um, the mistress's son son's company and again this is Han Dongjin once she gets started there, of course, you know, she's doing her little job, but she's also kind of paying very close attention to Dong Jin. She kind of gets distracted by her the fact that she is there to kind of like gather all the information she needs about him. Um, and in the process, she's like, I'm going to get my revenge. This is how I'm going to get my revenge. I don't know how, but me being in his presence, I'm going to find a way to get my revenge. So she goes into, and this is all episode one and two she gets into this kind of position where she is around him at all times she also gets caught in the process of kind of stalking him following him home going through his mail to find out which apartment he lives in and all of that he ends up catching her and immediately confronts her and he's like what are you doing and what's going on but then also he kind of tells her you know what I don't want to know <laughs> I don't care if you want to know where I live I live in this apartment number like whatever and she is taken aback by his kind of, you know, I guess his lack of concern or like worry about her stalking him and not, not having any interest in finding out why she would be doing this and why she started working at his company. He doesn't bother at all trying to figure that out. And that takes you know, takes her aback. And she's obviously annoyed by it, I think, to some degree, because she really wants him to kind of feel the wrath of her, <laughs> but he doesn't end up feeling it because she kind of is just like, hmm, why is he not interested at all at this girl following in, stalking him and working work, working at his company all of a sudden? He should have interest in that, right? So you think. But then in the process of her working um, there and after he kind of catches her stalking him in a way and not knowing really why she is, she gets in, a, in trouble at the job because um, company info ends up getting leaked and they immediately point the finger to Wuju. They're like, she is this you know weird part-timer and we don't know what's going on with her. So it was probably her. She was here late at night when the, the things, the email went out. I saw her, you know, so she looks like very much the culprit of who leaked this this information for the company. Dong Jin initially doesn't think much of it as far as like her being the culprit, but then after kind of being convinced by the co-workers, he immediately kind of, you know, pegs her as the culprit. She is annoyed by that. She's like, trust and believe, like, I want to bring you down, but like, I, I'm not that dirty. You know, like, I, I w did not do that. And 
he ignores her. He doesn't kind of go into detail to figure out, you know, hear her side of the story at all. He just fires her then and there. She is back, you know, with her best friend, June, kind of telling him how she, you know, she did the thing that she, she tried to do something and ended up backfiring on her. And now she can't work there anymore. So her revenge is basically, you know, halted. And then Dong Jin finds out the real person who leaked the company info. And actually at the end of episode two, um, decides to to kind of look into her a little bit more by going over her um, resume and her cover letter that she submitted when she applied for the job at his company. And the process of him reviewing this, this kind of application, he's reading her cover letter and he laughs while reading it. And I tell you, when you see Dong Jin, he's never laughing. He's not even, he's never smiling. And he's reading her cover letter and he smiles and he's laughing at it. And so he goes out of his way to, um, to meet up with her after this and he tells her after this meeting like I you know I apologize I want you to come back to work I read your cover letter and I laughed and she's like well it wasn't written for you to laugh you know <laughs> they're just super funny because they're like she hates him you know she actually hates him and he's kind of like hey come work for me again and all the while she's like I'm trying to exact revenge on you and your mother and he's like hey come work with me again and I loved your cover letter and it's just a weird awkward exchange and then at the end scene of episode two there's this man that's like running up to him while these two are talking um and he's running up to Dong Jin as if to hit him and Wuju immediately jumps up and pushes the man away from Dong Jin and, and sends the man flying across the street basically and she is shocked by her kind of immediate response to protect Dong Jin and Dong Jin of course is looking at her like whoa you know what is this girl doing protecting me what's happening and then that's the end of episode two so i wanted to go over some of those details in episodes one and two because i wanted to kind of again let you know they really set the stage like this is i mean they did such a good job of setting the stage. this is going into my initial thoughts i have to say first thought was beautiful drama is beautiful pretty drama is pretty when i tell you this drama is beautiful to look at it is beautiful to look at the color gradients and like the the filtering of the kind of the drama is just phenomenal phenomenal i love the way this drama looks it is absolutely beautiful to look at they do these kind of long white kind of single shots of the character kind of just sitting in the middle of the frame beautiful beautiful mwah, mwah. cinematography i love it I'm eating it up. So that was the my first initial thought was like how pretty this drama is. So pretty. They do some really pretty shots in this thing. So and so I know me making posts for this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna love making kind of edits and posts for this drama. So look out for those. But yes, very pretty drama. Very first thought I had. The other thought I had um, was about the character Wuju. Because you know me, I'm a character-driven queen. I like my my characters. I want to follow them and let's and, and 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 be in love with them. And so I was very I was paying very close attention to this because this drama is um, it has a very slow pace to it in terms of the way that they move and talk and the dialogue. It's very kind of slow. There's a quietness to it as well because again, the characters themselves, Dong Jin and Wuju, are actually very quiet people themselves. So you kind of just, it's just sometimes silent, you know? It's just like, this is quiet. When you hear like the water and the rain and, and, and that's it. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I know that kind of gives off a very slice of life feel. And some people may not be the biggest fan 
fan of. However, even though I'm saying that, I don't feel like this is exactly a slice of life drama at all because of the kind of um, revenge plot and the little drama that it has. It definitely has a plot line here. It definitely has a story that it wants to tell, a romance I think that they want to tell, a falling in love that they want to tell. So I think there's definitely going to be a lot more um, to this drama than kind of just the day-to-day of Dongjin and Wuju. Because like I said, Wuju is like on a mission. She has things she needs to do. She wants to exact her revenge. So I think there is some level to that. But I also find it interesting that and saying she wants exact revenge, her revenge, I know it's not going to be, there's like, where's the revenge going to really come from? I don't think we're ever really going to see it. And the first two episodes kind of let us know that off the rip, like she immediately is showing interest and concern for Dong Jin, like right out the gate. And it's because he is this very muted, quiet character. Um, he doesn't seem like he's a very happy-go-lucky guy. He's not laughing. He's not smiling. He, Like I said, he doesn't show any interest in others because he doesn't want anyone to show any interest in him. In him. And she picks up on that immediately. And that's quite similar to her as well. She is also um, all about her family, all about her best friend, and that's about it. And that's that's it. And her hate for her father. It seems like that has been her personality for years um, after her father left her family. It's like, it seems like she's been fueled by the hate for her father and taking care of her family after her mother passes when, you know, she's, they're young. So that makes up her. And so she doesn't have much room, I think, to care about other people. She doesn't have much room to kind of, um, you know, play games and, and, and be out there enjoying life. Like she just doesn't have that about her. And so in that way, Dong Jin and Wu Ju are very similar and they kind of match and they kind of look like mirrors, um, like they mirror each other very well. Um, so she's immediately showing her interest and in her kind of being drawn to that. And again, she's of course leading with, oh, it's because I want to exact revenge on him. But she shocks herself at the end of episode two by immediately standing up for him and protecting him. When, why why in the world would she need to do that, right? You know, like he's this, this big, you know, <laughs> young Kwong is huge. He's so, so tall. Like this big man, like doesn't need you protecting him on the streets, okay? He got it. And even if he doesn't, he'll be okay. And the fact that she, her knee-jerk reaction is to just jump up and like, you know, save him. It's just like, really, would you? Already? Are you falling already? And again, that's why it was very important. I think that they set up that kind of opening segment with the quote from the poet speaking on, you know, after you kind of stay behind someone for a long time and kind of just watch them go through in their everyday you may end up kind of realizing how simple and and, and lonely these people are <laughs> and there's no reason to hate them, right? There's nothing to, there's no reason to hate him. He doesn't have any, everything. He's not, his life isn't great and wonderful and perfect and yours isn't like, and you're, you know, like it's just not. And you may realize that if you just kind of silently stay back and observe. And she's already been doing this in the first two episodes. She has been observing him. She has been kind of following him. She's, she's been watching him and she's, she isn't getting much from him, right? He does seem like a very quiet, lonely person. It's and a workaholic at that too. Like he's all about his work. And so you kind of see her in the episode two after doing that, being shocked. Um, you can already tell, like this girl is already gone. She's already, she's already gone. Like she's already gone. And then the in Dong Jin's moment at the end of episode two, when he admits to her that while reading her cover letter, he laughed. 
it was so he smiles while he's telling her this it was so nice to see because again the first two episodes all the way up to, i mean all the way up to that point in the end of episode two he does not smile he does not laugh he does not giggle he does not smirk it's just like stone face stone face sad puppy dog eye fit and face uh, you know puppy dog eye face and like that's it like that is him leading up to that and so when he smiles it's immediately like, oh my goodness, like, what are we doing? It's already, it's only episode two and they're already falling in love. Like, I don't know. So I wonder if that pace is going to keep throughout the rest of the drama or if they're going to slow that down a little bit. Um, because right now it's just like, it seems like we're already moving. We're already moving. I think a lot of it's going to come down to, of course, Wuju stopping herself and, and recognizing like she does not want to like him. She doesn't want anything to do with him. She wants to destroy him. You know, I think she's going to keep having those moments, but I don't think they're going to, like I said, lead anywhere. It's not going to, it's never going to, she's never going to get anywhere near close to kind of destroying him you can tell she just can't do it she's already fallen from him at the end of episode two like it's not happening and I don't know if that's going to hurt or help this drama it may end up hurting it if we don't get um to see the real hate to love scenario play out because I don't think we like I said she's already loving him and it's like been two episodes so if we don't actually get to see the hate to love play out I wonder if it's going to be as interesting you know or if we see them immediately kind of like well you know what I'm putting this all on Wuju and I just thought about it I also think that Dong Jin is going to have an issue because he has a past and a history with an ex that seemed to have like ripped his heart out of his chest and he's still recovering from that and she just arrived you know she just came back to Korea after being away um and he kind of sees her and he but he's in passing and like he's not sure if that's her you know so he is going to also has a have a problem I think with at all trying to fall for someone like Wuju so hmm this actually might just be really good i'm just like this is just gonna be really good so my real thought is that i'm absolutely in love with this drama after the just first two episodes it's just got low written all over it the, this is my type of romance i can see the slow burn i can see the slow burn but i can also see them messing up the slow burn so i'm hopeful that they are going to actually let the slow burn play out i would love that i would love that Oh, I would love that. And I would love to see Wuju being tortured. Um, I'm sorry, it sounds really bad, but I want to see her just like fighting with her, her, the notion of her wanting to destroy him, but also just not being able to control the fact that she is absolutely falling head over heels from him. Like, I really can't wait to see that. And I also want to see Dong Jin and his kind of melting, you know, the way that he, like I said, smiled and kind of laughed at the end of episode two. I want to see him do that more because of her and I can't wait I'm like so excited oh my gosh okay okay so that's my kind of initial thoughts about Dong Jin and Wuju but I want to throw in really quickly we have again Yoon Jun played by Sung Jun who is Wuju's best friend and also just like a friend of the family there her siblings are and her are actually living with him um and he is I'm I'm biased because I'm just a Sung Jun stan, but I think I'm also kind of just like really in love with his character because he has this um this this kind of I don't know subtleness to him, but he also has like this this ability to kind of be like the little um I guess like 
not naughty best friend, but he has ability to kind of call Wuju out on her on her ish. Like he can tell her like, why are you acting like that? Oh my gosh, you're gonna do this, aren't you? Like he he's quick to like call her out. And I love that about their, their friendship already because Wuju is, you can tell a hard friend to have. Like she's not for the faint of heart and he handled her beautifully. But then also with June, we have his interactions with the older sibling because the sibling out of the three siblings, Wuju is the middle and you know I have a soft spot for middle children because I am a middle child. Um, so I love that already about Wuju's character. Um, but the older sister is um, Sung, played by the magnificent Ye Won, also a huge stan of hers. But they have these little interactions in episode two that lead me to believe that there may be a little something that may brew between those two. And I'm so here for it. If they go that route, I, I mean, that might be my favorite couple right there because they are so cute because it's like siblings almost. I mean, that sounds gross, but like they are very close. You can tell they, Yewon's character, Sung and June, like they are very close. It's just a matter of the fact. But, and I don't think they, you know, he looks at her in any kind of way. And I don't think she's ever looked at him in any kind of way, but you can see their kind of chemistry. And I am just, and, and Ye, and the other thing about Sung, um, she is also just kind of like, you can tell a little uh, romantic, despite the fact that they grew up the way that they grew up with their father being, you know, running off on their mother like that. She still has like faith in men, unlike Wuju. And so, you know, I can see her kind of falling head over heels for the best friend all of a sudden and kind of just being like, why am I in love with him? And just like letting her emotions be kind of just run wild and free. And I can not wait. I, I hope they go that route. Oh my gosh, I hope they go that route. Um, and then their brother, um, it's a young as Jugu, and he doesn't have much going on right now. I think he's in school to become a police officer I believe I said so that's what they said I think that's what he's doing um so we haven't seen much going on with him um outside of just just being a brother um and so we'll we'll maybe follow up with him later but right now I'm loving our Sung and June situation and I'm also loving Wuju and Dongjin situation and I don't know if there's going to be any setup between June and Wuju like they're not giving me any of those vibes even though their chemistry as best friends is magnifique I wouldn't change anything about their friendship so I'm hopeful that that stays the same I'm hopeful but We'll see. Because, you know, we don't need a love triangle in this. There, we really don't. Um, but then we also do have Dongjin's girlfriend who returns back to Korea after some time, played by Hani. Um, Hani's been killing the game, y'all. I love me some Hani, girl. Mm, she's been killing the game. But she's playing uh, Min Young, his ex, who we don't really know what went down except for, like, she just kind of was like, yeah, no, thank you. We need to break up. And she kind of runs off. And we don't know the full extent, but they're it's something that went there that kind of traumatized him it seems like um so yeah and and, and the mistress herself um she's played by nam gie ma her name is mahija and she's moved herself into the house after she sold like she literally sold the house and then moved into it herself i mean she is just she's a she's a character let's just say that she's a character so i wonder how she's gonna actually get revenge on her i don't I don't really know. I don't really know because I don't think it's going to be her son. I'll tell you that much. I guess that would be the revenge if her son falls in love with her. That is the revenge itself, right? You're like, hey, 
look what happened. You destroyed, you know, my family. Look who I have now. I have your precious son. <laughs> who has a horrible relationship with his mother, actually, because it appears that his mother has, throughout his life, not really been present because she's been kind of hopping around to all these different marriages and he's kind of just like raised himself in a way so his whole character setup is just loneliness like he's just everything about him just seems to be lonely um and he prefers it now and he feels comfortable in it and that's where he likes to stay and then Wu Jun, who's always been surrounded by her loved ones you know her siblings and her best friend she just distrusts men she doesn't she doesn't have any notion of love and romance she doesn't believe in it you can tell because of what she experienced you know her and what she you know saw her mother experience with her father and all of that so she doesn't have that in her so to see those two try to kind of bridge the gap and end up falling in love is going to be so wonderful to watch so just am here for it. I am here for it. I, I can't say too much bad right now. Again, like I did point out, there is a slowness and a quietness to this that some people may not enjoy. So brace yourself for that. Uh, but it's very pretty to look at. It's some be- There's some beautiful shots in this drama. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and something that's weird, and I don't know if it's just me, but I don't think it is. Um, there's this thing that happens when they flash back to the past, uh, when, you know, Wu Ju is young and her mother and her father and the mistress and all that stuff goes down. They flash back to those scenes. And when they do, the actual visual of this on screen, like the aspect ratio of of the shot, changes and it gets really squished um even though you're in like a widescreen kind of you know full screen mode it kind of gets squished and i was at first thinking that i had a setting wrong on my tv or something i was like is this is this me but i honestly now that i you know while i was thinking about it after the fact i was like i really believe that it's on purpose the way that they show these flashbacks, the color gradient changes it gets really kind of muted and the tone um of the kind of the coloring goes down and it gets kind of dimmer but then this then the aspect ratio gets really squished and 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 it's weird looking and i think that's to provide some kind of distortion of that kind of those kind of flashback moments and i at first was really confused by it and annoyed but then after i realized like this might be on purpose i actually really really liked it so that is just something that i noticed and i wonder if other people noticed it and if any other anyone else didn't notice it and they were like oh there's nothing wrong and it's just my tv i don't know but i noticed it and if it is on purpose because when it goes back to the present day there's no issues with the aspect ratio like there's no there's no problem it's not squished anymore so i'm assuming that it is on purpose and i kind of love it you know so i don't know who the director and the writer are i don't have any information on them and i'm kind of just loving them i'm loving their combo i'm loving their teamwork right now i'm loving what their vision is and i'm behind it 100 percent right now like i said there could be some things that go awry and i think for me is if they do not give us the slow burn if they do not give me the slow burn i'm gonna be livid i'm gonna be honest it needs to be slow burn this has this has to be a slow burn i mean why not it has to be so if they give me the slow burn for this I think we're gonna have a wonderful time. At least I think I'm gonna have a wonderful time with this drama. And the chemistry around the board is just there. Sung Kyung and Young Kwan, beautiful. Sung Joon, him and Yewon, all of a sudden, it's just like, beautiful. Wasn't expecting that. The siblings and their relationship is beautiful to watch. I love the siblings. I love them, I love them. They're just, you can tell they're just super close. They're all about, you know, functioning 
they're just very functional as in like they make sure everything runs its course the way that it needs to be so that the house and every and everyone runs smoothly when um Haesung who's the older sister gets into trouble at work um and Wuju shows up on the scene to kind of like you know stand up for her but at the same time hold her accountable she's like just so you know if anything else goes wrong call me I'll handle her you know I just oh, I was like I love these sisters I love the siblings I love them I love them all mwah, mwah, mwah. kisses love them so right now only two episodes in and I'm in love I'm in love I don't know what else to tell you I'm in love can it go right can it go wrong can it go boring can it go stale absolutely i could see it i could see where they could take the, the wrong turn with this drama but right now i can't wait to go back to episodes three and four i can't wait i'm ready let's go let's move along okay so that <laughs> that's where i'm at i had to tell y'all what was up and and call it love and that's what's up and i like what's up okay so these are my initial thoughts not too much but just enough right i hope <laughs> just enough i hope um but that said i i really really am excited about this drama and it it's not like i said is it's quiet at times okay it gets a little silent and there's some kind of heavy handedness with the heavy handedness with the um the writing you can tell like i said to start the drama with this kind of quote from a poet that basically is exactly detailing what's going to play out in this story you know that was a little heavy handed i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie a little heavy handed um but you know i have I have faith i have hope that this writing is going to um, turn out to be beautiful in the end and i'm here for it let's see let's see what happens let's see what happens all right so that's what's up with call it love and these are my initial thoughts on call it love please let me know yours i will leave a question for you to answer on spotify or you can come bother me on instagram when i have this um posted and please let me know your thoughts guys okay that's all for this episode thank you so much for listening and whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening i hope you have a great day so everyone it's been real Lola's off.